Previously on Gigdamin Pause. I'm waiting for the day when we will have this European Science Fiction Award at the Worldcon. When we will have an African Science Fiction Award like the NOMO at the Worldcon. When we will have the Seyun Award at the Worldcon. When we will have the Geffen Award at the Worldcon. And I can go on, the Ignotus, the Grand Prix de l'Imaginaire, the Kurds Laspiets. We we have so many national uh, science fiction awards, which are completely neglected. And we just talk about two, the Yuga yeah. and the Nebula. With all due respect, but if you have a work on, you have to celebrate the world. Today on Gigdemin Powers. Main role, as I see it, is to give a home for all the fans in, uh, in Israel. Um, because I want a lot of people to have the chance to experience what I experienced when I went to my first convention and I felt like I came home. Um, and I know a lot of people feel that too. And every year more people uh, get to experience that. And I want them to have a place because some of us don't feel at home and other places. You are listening to Geekdom Empowers, the podcast about people empowered through their geekiness. Welcome back! My name is Guy Hasson and this is Geekdom Empowers. Geekdom Empowers is the podcast that highlights creators and fans in the geek world who do not often get to be highlighted. It's these people, it's us, who make up almost all of the geek world. By talking to each person, by hearing their story, Gig Them in Powers creates a huge, giant, world-sized quilt of the geeks all around the world. Each person is a story, and together we are one story, one huge geek-verse quilt. Today's guest is Liat Shachal Kashtan, who is the chairperson of the Israeli Society for Fantasy and Science Fiction. You know, I'm saying her name more slowly than I usually say the names, because I usually try to make the same... Names sound natural, even though uh, they're often in languages I don't speak. Uh, but Liat comes from Israel, so I'm more confident of how her name should be pronounced than possibly all previous guests. So I said it slowly for you. Uh, in this episode, Liat talks about discovering the world of science fiction and fantasy, starting out in Cannes as a volunteer, and slowly moving up and becoming the chairperson of the society. She talks about the goals, about cons, and about making cons feel like this is our place. Us, the geeks. So let's listen. You know, I just saw a tweet. I was looking at William Shatner flying the sky, and I saw that in his uh, description, he says, Father to three women, Canadian, lots of stuff, no podcasts. Yeah. So, thank you for coming. Can you tell us a little bit about your origin story? How did you get here? My origin story? Yes. Um, well, I came into the sci-fi community a bit uh, later than uh, most people, I think. I was in my 20s and I was uh, studying at the university in a, a city called Rehovot. And um, I knew that there were conventions, but I, I, 
it, it, they were far away and I didn't know anyone was going. So I, I, I didn't know how to get there and how to get started. And then um, I, I walked through the university and I saw a flyer. This is how we used to publish things, uh, to publicize things uh, back in the day, uh, for a sci-fi um, pouring party. Uh, it, it wasn't a party, it was a, an all-night mini-con. And I was amazed that this thing happened. And it was just a walking distance from my apartment. So I said, okay, I, I'll go. And, you know, worst case, I'll just go back home. And then I went there and I stayed there until dawn. And I talked to people and it was my first brush with the, this uh, community. And that was it, basically. What, what year was it, if I can ask? What, oh, God, it was um, 2003, I want to mm. say. So yeah. there were already conventions in Israel for a few years, I think. Yeah, there were. There were uh, for about five or six years. Okay, and then you went to a convention? And and then I found out that there was a there was a, a writing workshop uh, also uh, that fans ran in the university and I uh, heard it was a, there was um, a gathering of fans in Rehovo that were they were meeting once a week and they were the one who organized uh, the party and. Uh, and then after that, uh, I went to the conventions that uh, they were running in the um, in Pesach is a holiday that uh, they usually run conventions. And also, I went there and I didn't know anyone, and we just start, I decided to go and to meet whoever, and that's what I did. So I went to the um, um, role playing convention, and then I went to the fantasy convention. It was a week after, and uh, this is how I got uh, started. And uh, those, those, those are the days when the conventions were like their My impression was because I was also near at that time. They're really amazingly done, run by uh, um, by regular fans. Yeah, knew how to do it, and like there was one time or one. Uh, one guy who was 17, Shmuel Shmuel, the man yeah. twice. Uh, he was seven, no, he was 19, and he ran a convention for you. I think there was no ageism at the time. Like, there still isn't. Yeah, it's, I think it's because, you know, we know when we're young that we're more capable than people give us credit for. Uh, so we didn't make that uh, mistake on other people. <laughs> So what is the next step in your evolution with uh, conventions? Um, I went as a regular fan for, uh, for a few conventions, and then uh, I started getting involved with the um, activity in my city with a group of uh, fans. And then I started to volunteer at the conventions. Uh, in Israeli conventions, if you volunteer, you uh, get uh, tickets. For the events of the convention and so i volunteered and i and i got the tickets and then i started um helping one of my friends uh, from uh, the 
from Rehovot, who was uh, managing the volunteers, and uh, I started uh, helping him a bit. And then um, in the next Purim party, the year after the one I went to, uh, I started helping uh, organizing. And then uh, Nomi, who was okay. uh, the volunteer coordinator, um, saw that I uh, could run things, and then she uh, promoted me uh, into the shift manager. Uh, that's why we, how we call it. And well, before that, what was it like to volunteer? Like, how did that? Like, what was the experience like to volunteer? Like, how did? Oh, it was amazing because I didn't really. I was very new, and volunteering is a good way to meet people, and. Uh, it was nice because they, they let me volunteer in the secondhand uh, book stand. And this is all you do all day is, you know, organize books. And it was the, the best thing ever. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and you get to know people and you get to you get involved. And um, I'm in my nature. I'm, I'm an organizer. I, I produce things and it really fit and, and know me. Uh, saw that and then she she started pushing me until she 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 quit and didn't got me to replace her <laughs> and what happened then what was that like um that was very really nice it was very really fast because you know i was um i, I volunteered for like two conventions and then uh, i was the volunteer coordinator um it it was it, it was really natural um it felt really natural to to do that because it, it fit i like i like um uh work uh, spreadsheets and i like organizing things and i like organizing the shifts and i like talking to the volunteers and taking care of them and uh, i was a volunteer coordinator for a couple of years until i moved on to other things um, and um, parallel to that, I, I um, at some point I, I went to um, get elected to the um, committee for this uh, science fiction and the fantasy society in Israel. Um, and that was a different course uh, of things, a uh, different kind of uh, volunteering. So what was that like? What what did you have to do there? Like what, um, what does it mean? A, a lot of different things. I started as the um, society secretary that takes care of all the uh, new members and send them their cards and the uh, and the um, how do you call it the papers the Ramadasiri that we used to the tenth dimension magazine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the magazine and, and the, uh, answering emails. And then, you know, you start uh, getting more involved in the, how things are done and uh, all the decisions and, um, and you get uh, to have more influence and then you get to have more opinions. Um, so it, it, it's, it's, it's two different things, you know, the things you do at the committee, uh, it's your job and the things you can influence in the committee that, it just you have that power just from being there and then decided because you know how they say that if you the the one who decides is the one that's in the room yeah if you're not in the room you, you don't get a vote mm -hmm. and when you're in the room you get a lot of votes 
and um, and just that went on from there. I got to know a lot of people, and, uh, and yeah, at some point I became the um, chairperson. Well, before that, like, what does the society do for people who don't know? Like, what is it for? The society, um, we do a lot of things. Our main role, as I see it, is to give a home for all the fans in, uh, in Israel. Um, because I want a lot of people to have the chance to experience what I experienced when I went to my first convention and I felt like I came home. Um, and I know a lot of people feel that too. And every year, more people... Uh, get to experience that and I want them to have a place because some of us don't feel at home and uh, other places and it's really important for me uh, for them to have a place but uh, that this is this is me the society uh, we do conventions um, a few conventions around the year a couple of uh, big ones a couple of small ones and a whole lot of other activities uh, we publish a book called uh, Once Upon a Future, uh, which gives um, a place for a new and, and also um, not so new uh, uh, regional writers in Hebrew to publish short stories, which we don't have a lot of um, a place for that uh, in Israel. Usually you have to publish a book and you don't have a lot of uh, magazines that can, can publish a short story. And this is where most writers uh, start. Uh, so it's important for us to give them a place to publish. Um, we give a literary award for science fiction and fantasy called the Geffen Award. It's after um, Amos Geffen, who was one of the founders, and he passed uh, pretty early on when the society was founded. Um, the Geffen Award we give to translated the literature and also original literature. Um, what else? And we, we give a place for all kinds of uh, initiatives and all kinds of people who want to do things in the community. We give them uh, financial backing. We give them uh, legal backing. Uh, we give them advice. We give them uh, experience. Um, there's also yeah, the, uh, uh, I heard it's still alive at the, the convention. There was a, a translation, uh, I think that helps uh, original work in Hebrew get translated to English. Yeah, it was a project that I started and I wanted to, to really give the, uh, all, all our writers uh, some more uh, opportunities to get published in other languages. So I took all the Geffen winners uh, short stories and I started uh, translating them year by year. We, gave, uh, we, we put a little money aside and we uh, got them translated. And then we um, originally we tried to publish them in all kinds of uh, magazines, but uh, most of them didn't. Uh, we didn't really have anyone to to do all the work. It's a lot of work uh, mm -hmm. submitting to magazines, and so so we submitted some, and some got rejected. And uh, then uh, Emmanuel and uh, Sheldon took out the uh, science fiction, and I was happy to let them use the translations that we that we had. Uh, which really helped them because they didn't have to translate uh, so many stories. They already had um, um, a nice amount of stories already translated. Nice. And I, there was a much earlier version of this then, uh, uh, about 20 years ago, uh, which I think Rami Shalhevet was part of it. I helped uh, go over texts like for a couple of uh, stories. 
Um, so you became the chairman. Yeah, so what did that mean? <laughs> um, well, it's hard to explain. You were the chairperson, means uh, you have to make sure everything, everything runs smoothly. You have to make sure that um, all the projects are running. Uh, you have the entire community with you, yeah, but you you give the different roles. You decide who is in charge of uh, what, you know, with, with the persons, uh, what they want to do. But uh, mostly you make sure that everything is just keep going. Is it hard? And, hmm? Is it hard? Because it sounds like it could be really, really hard and time consuming. Uh, it depends. Um, it's hard because it's a lot of responsibility. And uh, sometimes it's uh, it's a bit stressful. Depends on what's going on. Um, some years uh, the committee is more involved. Some years the committee is less involved. And when they're less involved, and if you want to keep things keep uh, going and not just stop, you have to do some of the things uh, yourself. Um, but it's very rewarding because it's an amazing. community that we have and just to see see it keep going uh, it's very 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 rewarding nice and and how do you experience the conventions differently now now do you consider do you experience the conventions differently now than before when you're a volunteer or just a participant um Well, yeah, see, I was, I was a volunteer a long time ago. I've been chairperson longer than I ever was a volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very different um, because, well, you walk around and you feel like um, You feel like you have to look around, you feel responsible, you feel that this is something you help make. And, um, and the longer you're a chairperson, the, the more people come to you um, to inform you that things are going on or to ask for advice or... Um, You know, just to talk and ask questions, so it's it's a bit different. Um, and also what they do in the conventions that I'm in charge of the um, listening listeners team, we don't call it listeners team, but the the English speaking crowd will probably recognize it is that that we are in charge of the um, anti-harassment uh, team. So this also changed. In my uh, experience in the convention talk about that because I think it's, it's important um, it is one of the most important things that I do I think um, I started the team um, years ago it wasn't a team at first I did it by myself and then people started uh, joining me 
Um, the purpose of the team is to really make sure that the conventions are a safe place for everyone. And it's not that we have a lot of um, harassment. It's not that we don't have because it happens everywhere. Um, but I think we have less harassment than on the average you know, street. Um, but it is very important for us that everyone is being harassed or feels uncomfortable or needs uh, support or anything will have someone to come and talk to and get a response and get, and get uh, help and get support. Um, so it's very important for us. And also we act to raise awareness uh, for sexual harassment. We have signs, we have everything. And um, for a lot of uh, issues uh, concerning the LGBT uh, community, um, like um, we made sure that the uh, restroom and the uh, changing rooms are, um, will be approached according to gender so that uh, transgender people will be uh, comfortable um, going to the place that they, that they relate to and not being harassed uh, that they have to go to the other place, uh, the, other, a, uh, the other bathroom. I was really impressed by that. There was a sign, this was, this is years now, right? Yeah. There's a sign on the bathrooms, on public bathrooms that says yeah. people, people go in according to the gender they see themselves as. They, yeah. I don't remember the exact phrase, but that's... <laughs> Something like that. Something it was very like important that. for us. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was very important for us because uh, some uh, people were harassed, saying that you should uh, be in this bathroom, you should be in the other bathroom. And, you know, we, we, we can't have that. You know, we want people to be free and to be uh, themselves and be who they are in our conventions. And, and so we, we made that move. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm also glad that we did it. It's really, it's important. It was, like I said, I was, I was really impressed by it. It, it was progressive before it was, it, before it was accepted in other places, there are places they- Yeah, we got, we got a bit of heat for that, but- Got what? Okay. Uh, we got a bit of complaints about it. Oh. Um, but, you know, people will complain about these kind of things. And we, we, we try to explain and we try to, you know, um, explain the reasons and they say how important it is. And some people accepted it and some people didn't, but, you know, it's their choice. Mm -hmm. I'm going to protect the people who need my protection. So. Yeah, it's good. I also remember in, I think it was last year's Geffen Award, uh, or maybe there before that, there was Corona in the middle. Um, yeah, it was before the, or, or the, the Corona started. There was a comedian, a pretty famous uh, comedian, uh, yeah, like the face. He was really funny, and then he started talking about you know something that a woman's a woman or a man's a man, or something like that. Or there's only those two options, and the entire audience just told him no, which was really. I was also impressed by that. Yeah, it was really. It was the twenty-year uh, celebration for the Geffen Awards, and so we so we said we will bring someone famous to host. Um, and actually, I I specifically told him not to go into these subjects, and he, he went there just to 
just a little spite, I think. Just he, he thought it would be funny, and he didn't know what he was getting into. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I have it recorded somewhere. I think I posted oh, it on no. Facebook. The entire thing, not just that specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't find to... it funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny in other things. In this, yeah. he seemed lost. Like the audience was completely against him. And I tried to prepare him, but you know, he. Never mind. Let's not talk about it. Okay. So, but I'm hearing that uh, protecting people is really important to you. Protecting well, people. Protecting people is really important to you. Yeah, but, you know, we have a lot of uh, communities that are being harassed in the in the outer world, and I do I do want the conventions to be a safe place for everyone. So yeah. Okay. What do you see like uh, in the future? Like, what are the things you want to achieve or do for the society? Yes. Um. Actually, right before the corona started, I was um, I started our process of uh, uh, trying to figure out where we're going. What What is our uh, goals? Uh, start a five year plan, or you know, to focus. Uh, and then, and, and I was, it was really good. And then the corona started, and, and everything, you know, um, I, we have to start over at some point. But uh, some, some things that are important that I want, um, I want to um, try to go into schools and try to get into the um, into the classroom classrooms with our uh, content because I think the science fiction and fantasy uh, are really good teaching materials uh, not only for science but also for social science um, they give you a lot of uh, material to work with and they can explain things in in very unique ways that you don't get from um, regular uh, teaching materials so this is what I want to do and we have a team working on that actually um, I want to see the Geffen Award um, being more uh, published, more more known. I want the I want that someone who won the Geffen Award can come and say I won the Geffen Award, and you know it will be give him a boost for uh, publishing a book or publishing the next book and uh, giving a boost in the sales. Um, I want to see the society grow. I want to see. And more people uh, volunteering and more people um, um, creating more projects and uh, doing more things in the society. Um, that mostly it. Um, we survived the corona more, more or less. So I think yes. we can, uh, maybe we can start thinking about the future soon. Yes, well, it's science fiction. You always think about the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, last thing, like, do you, um, sometimes there are guests before there was corona and stuff like that, guests to the conventions. Do you, what, like, what is the process of getting uh, people from across the world in the science fiction world and fantasy world? So what's the process in that? And did you get to meet them? Yeah, I did get to meet them. Um, the, there are different ways. 
uh, to get the people, but it usually uh, starts with um, we have people in charge of the whole uh, guest of honor um, thing, and and they would uh, write a letter for the agent of the writer that we want to invite. We have a we have a list mostly more or less every few years we make a new list and then we approach them we send a mail to the um, the agents and we invite them formally um, or we do it uh, through the um, publishing house in israel uh, the, the the ones that we are in contact with uh, we come to them and say okay we want to invite this writer that you are publishing and then maybe they sometimes uh, make the connection for us uh, mostly we like to make our own connections um, but sometimes it's hard to get uh, in touch with the writer so this is the official way but um, in the past years we have more and more people going to uh, international conventions uh, from uh, our uh, society and so we uh, come up to writer and we say hey you want to come and then they say no they say yes if they say yes then you also have the somewhat of a personal personal um, connection, and then you still have to go through the um, agent, but you do have uh, a, a certain advantage. Um, so yeah, this is how. And sometimes they have the time, and the goal is that we, we it is really pretty hard now uh, to have people booked for two or three years in advance. Sure. But uh, it's really hard to get people to commit at these times. Like you, you don't know if you can travel, you don't know if you want to travel. Um, but it, it, it was the plan before the corona to get people to get the people booked two or three years in advance. And we were, we were working on that. Um, and I hope we can, uh, we can see people here soon again. Thank you so much to Liat. You can find the Israeli Society for Science Fiction and Fantasy, uh, its website here at www.sf-f, like science fiction, fiction and fantasy, .org.il. And Liat did get me thinking about how I should pronounce my name. We are talking to people from all around the world, from the English-speaking world, from the non-English-speaking world, because geeks exist everywhere. So we've talked to people from Spain, from Italy, from Nigeria, uh, Canada, the United States, uh, we've got the UK coming, China, Finland, uh, and so in Israel, and, uh, uh, and many, many more. We will keep talking to people from various countries, and I always try to pronounce people's names properly. And uh, the one name I'm not pronouncing properly is my own. So my name is Guy Hasson. But usually I'm used to talking to, uh, in English, to people who can't pronounce that. So my name is Guy Hasson for you. Uh, I thought I should mention that because uh, Liat is called Liat Shahar Kashtan. And that issue came up for me. So next time. Next time, because there's always a next time. There are always more geeks and geeky things to talk about. Next time, we'll be back in the United States with an independent animator. So stick around for that. It's a fun conversation. What did you think about this episode? Email me at guy.hasson, H-A-S-S-O-N, at geekdomimpals.com. The website is geekdomimpals.com. On Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, we're at geekdomimpals. My name is Guy Hassan, Hassan. And if you want to check out my other podcast, The Squash Buckler Diaries, 
It's an experiment in epic fantasy. Feel free to check it out. It's called The Squash Buckler Diaries. I will see you next time. And for now, have an empowered day.